Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bonjour. Hi. Bonjour. Comment allez-vous? Um, what the fuck is up? So there's this place in France that Sarah and I went to every single night. And we were in actually both Paris and Nice, but specifically the one in Paris. Um, in the ninth arrondissement. I don't know how you say it. I want to be French so bad. It's actually annoying. But the restaurant that we went to every night because we were obsessed with the waiters. Mind you, we did not like the food. Like, we would get drinks there every night, and the drinks were really good. And then on our last night, we were like, let's just get dinner here because it was super expensive. So we're like, let's just splurge and spend it here. That was the most interesting food I've ever had in my life. But we were in love with all of the waiters, so we continued to go there every single night. Anyway, that was the backstory. I opened my phone a couple days ago to see Sarah tag me in a comment, and it was in (laughs) French. And I was like, what is this girl talking about? So I click on the the comment and it's the restaurant's post and it's like all the waiters we love were in the picture so sarah commented like oh it's like our favorite place in france i was like i know this girl used google translate so i was just like we <laughs> and of course they res- they respond to- they're trying to sarah's comment they're like oh my god we love you blah 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 and then mine they're like thanks i was like you're welcome wait did they respond to me yeah, so it's funny because they replied to every other comma in French and just ours in English. And we got, that's so awkward. Um, I had this friend who had these roommates and they were all international students. And one of my friends would always, like when we would go over to their uh, dorm, uh, he would always try to speak the language of the country that they were from and they'd always respond back in English. And I always thought that was so awkward because in English they'd be like, you said it wrong, but I'm just going to like, just talk to me in English. Yeah. And he would never talk to them in English. Isn't that so funny? That's why I just choose to not try. But I don't know. I just like French. I would marry a French man. I don't even care if he spoke English. Like, I just feel like the language is so romantic and the country is cute-ish when it's not We talk more. about our trip to France all the time like every episode and I'm sorry but I'm not sorry because Cindy and I talk about it all the time like in real life too it was just the best vacation we've ever had it really was and I was telling because like everything went wrong but it was fine because we didn't do any planning beforehand besides getting our tickets like a month before that was literally it 
So like, I was really telling my dad last night about how we pretty much almost missed our flight back because we got off at Disneyland on the train from Nice. But anyway. And then I had my uh, dry shampoo and my carry-on. And the guy asked me multiple times, do you have any aerosol cans in here? I was like, no. And then he pulled it out and was like, well, then what the fuck is this then? <laughs> but it's okay because then he complimented my eyes. Yeah. We were about, so to, miss our, we're about to miss our flight and Sarah's flirting with the the guy <laughs> in TSA. I was like, girl, please. Um, but no, that was the best trip. I think just like girls trips because it's hard because if you have like multiple girls go on a trip, there's always that whole like cliche of oh like people are coming back not friends especially if you go to, like miami just because like drama happens and then like if you go with guys as we made the fatal mistake of doing for sarah's birthday trip to vegas if you bring guys like it seems fine while you're there but then you look back and if you break up with those guys or your relationship with them changes so does like your memories of the place so we did it the right way my only vote is that I want to go back to France so badly for our next trip, but I also want to go to Italy because they like black women there, and I would love to have that opportunity. I want to go back to Paris, so not Nice this time, because obviously Nice is in the south of France, so that's how Sydney and I could split up our trip. I want to do half of our time in Paris so we can go back to uh, the, our favorite restaurant with all the hot waiters, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I want to go from there to um, uh, Tuscany, and I want to go on like a wine tour. Period. If I find my, uh, what's that guy, Pablo? The guy from, um, what's the movie called? Lizzie McGuire. I'm good. Oh, yeah. A little chubby Ooh. fountain moment. No, because Tebow, I'm coming for you. Tebow was my waiter. <laughs> he was fine. I love him. He literally has a girlfriend, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? You already finished your first semester of law school. I feel like you just got into Columbia. Like, I remember that moment like it was yesterday. No, because something happened this morning that was literally crazy. I opened my phone to, like, mm-hmm. 500 text messages from my high school friends. And, I'm like, we talk, like, well, obviously, I live with Chance. So, um who's my high school best friend so obviously we talk every day but like my whole entire friend group talks like maybe once or twice a year and it's only when like big tea happens so when i saw like multiple group chats pop up i was like oh this must be the tea of the tea and everyone's like go check our friend ali's snapchat story and i was like oh my gosh what happened and my friends lauren and ali got um engaged and it's crazy because lauren was my best friend um, he was my best friend in high school and Allie and I have known each other since we were like three years old like one of my favorite people in the world like one of my longest friends and I set them up in like seventh grade isn't that crazy like they were like the most opposite people on this earth but I was like I'm gonna make this happen set them up in seventh grade and now they're engaged and I was like I feel like my kid just got engaged why am I kind of crying and like kind of do you know how impressive it is to show up to a wedding as this as the matchmaker oh no my speech it's gonna eat like it's gonna eat i'm excited i'm really that's so impressive like everyone's gonna just fawn over you the entire time i know i can't wait (laughs) you have to look so good and you have to write your speech so good like, there's a lot of pressure. I know. Like, this literary, this AP lit is going to pop out during this little speech. I can't wait for your speech at my wedding. It's going to be so embarrassing. No. I'm actually, well, first I have to find a man. That's one thing also. It's like, this is going to be the first person out of my, like, because, like, people in my high school get married very young because I'm from Florida. Like, rural mm-hmm. Florida. Not really rural. Country Florida. So, there are people in my school that have been getting married, like, this past year. This is the first person, like, in my direct friend group to get married or to get engaged. And that's just crazy to me because I don't even have a boyfriend. Ah! No, I just invited, um, like, a guy that I'm seeing to a wedding 
in February, and I didn't know. First of all, there was this is because me and I were just talking about like how early is too early to invite someone you're seeing somewhere like out of state. Wait, whose wedding is it? It's my cousin's wedding. Like my direct first cousin. Oh, his the, name's Kyle. The one you told me about. Yeah, he's like thirty. He's in his thirties, and he's doing the adult thing. And so I invited the guy I'm seeing to his wedding. No, because you guys spend every day together. Every day I come home and I'm like, oh, he's here. Because Sarah's like, yeah, like we're just like seeing each other. No, you guys spend actually every single day together. Even my not. even my law school friends are like, are they dating yet? And I'm like, no. And they're like, how? But you're literally together every day. Oh, my God. I think, yeah, I think this is the first time I've mentioned him on the podcast. But yeah, we, we hang out a lot because we both like to do the same thing. So it's so easy. Do you know what I mean? Not easy in like a, oh, he's easy, yeah. but easy in like a way where we both like to go out to dinners. We both like clubbing and stuff and like dancing. And um, yeah, we're very similar people. So it's easy to hang out with him a lot. And also he lives like around the corner. It's very interesting. Go around the corner. The Don't he live in East Village? Well, <laughs> compared to a seven hour bus ride that I used to take for my ex, he lives next door. Okay, true. Um, this has actually nothing to do with what we're talking about. I saw this TikTok and it like caused like a snowball spiral in my mind. Ooh, my forehead's big. That just like, I don't know. It just made a lot of sense. And they were like, hookup culture has become so prevalent and like so pervasive that people think that it's unnatural and weird to catch feelings for someone after you hook up with them. And that, and mind you, you wouldn't think that that would cause, like, a four-hour, like, mind spiral. I was, like, in my head, like, think about this. Like, how many times, like, think about the situation that we're talking about right now with you and uh, your, I almost said his name, you and your ex. Like, think <laughs> about how long we sat there, like, in your room, mapping out texts, mapping out conversations, mapping out, like, plan of actions, like, we had to get approval from like five people before you send a text. Like we had to write it out in notes and like edit it like a paper. And we're like, okay, whatever you need to heal. Like, absolutely not. Like, why are women so quick and willing to map their entire like idea of healing or feelings or relationships around what the man wants rather than just going for what they want? I think in 2023, we should start doing that. Because why? I agree. And I think it's because of, like, the new year that I'm kind of – I have this whole new mindset. I have a big social media presence. I have, like, the TikTok, the podcast, and I kind of hinted at this a couple episodes ago. But I haven't been sharing – I haven't – it's unfair, I think. And I know you don't feel this way, Sid, but it's kind of unfair that you, for example, with you and your ex, are sharing, like, your whole life story and, like, you're giving all of these details, which is literally what – I feel like our listeners deserve and like those are the most listened to episodes and then I'm over here being like I just I can't say anything just out of respect for like this other person who's not even in my life anymore I just feel like that's really unfair and not it's unfair for not only you and like our listeners but it's unfair for me because it is part of my platform this is like a relationship lifestyle podcast do you know what I mean for me it's like kind of a form of therapy to talk about it and it's what I want to do as well and I haven't been well like that was one of the big issues with my ex well besides like the serial cheating um (laughs) and lying was he like would tell me that I'm not allowed to speak about our relationship on the podcast and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about about how like why are women so willing and quick to put their exes or partners priorities above their own is that 
it felt like he was telling me, I can cheat on you, I can mistreat you, but I'm also going to tell you how you're allowed to heal from it. And, like, for me, talking about my experiences and, like, talking about how I've gotten from point A to point B or how I feel like I've learned lessons from being cheated on or how I felt lessons from my relationship, that was, for me, a way of healing. So for him to try and tell me that I can't do that, sir, who are you? You are not my father. Also, we were no longer together, so... And you don't tell me what to do. Because obviously I made it very clear to him. My intention is never to disrespect you or dox you or what's it, minimize what we had in our relationship. But at the same time, I have to do what I have to do for me and I have to maintain my peace. And that always has to be the most important thing. And that's what we should all remember going into the new year. That's like, speaking of going into the new year, <laughs> it's like, you know, you guys, if you listened for the past, well, I guess exactly a year. I do not believe in resolutions just because I like the idea of like setting new goals for yourself, but I don't like the pressure of just like starting on January 1st and trying to just like start anew, just basically because number one, there's a reason why resolutions last for like two weeks because they're not sustainable. It's like for me, it's more so like I take the end of the year to reflect on things and then I start making those changes starting then. So, like, if I came up with something tonight, I'd start tonight. I'm not going to start January 1st, suddenly I'm like a new person, you know? But I do have, like, resolution-type things that I want to do. And it's not like, oh, I want to eat more protein. Or, like, I want to stop buying my nails. Like, stuff like that. I don't buy my nails. But <laughs> it's more so, like, evolving my mindset on things or realizing things that I need to move on from in terms of, like, maturing. Or, like... Of course, one of my goals is to exercise, like whatever. I'm not going to be like, I have to go every single day and do this three times a day. Like, I'm not that kind of person. It's more so like building up towards a goal that I can have that will be sustainable. But um, I think this year for me, I was thinking about this last night, actually, is more relationship focused, but also not in the sense that I don't want to think like I did last year that I need to have someone in my life to feel whole. Like, I think that that's something that I've struggled with since I was in high school, just because, like, obviously all of my friends have had, like, long-term boyfriends or, like, or always dating someone. And I feel like I need that, too, to feel like I'm worthy of being in a relationship. But I think that realizing that, um, one, there is no void, and two, anything I can get from a relationship, I can get from myself. You know, whether that's, like, love, whether that's stability, whether that's comfort, whether that's support like I can give those things to myself I think once I become more whole in that idea then I will be more ready to seek out someone else but I think that like I've allowed so much disrespect over the past well six years but more so this past year because I felt that as long as I can still be in a relationship or like still have someone it doesn't matter how they treat me as long as I have that idea of being with someone in my life like that's the most important thing but I think now just like wanting to prioritize like recognizing my own value and realizing that like I don't have a void to fill and that I don't want to settle for someone who doesn't see me as I see myself then like what's the point so I think that's my biggest resolution going into the new year is like reframing my mindset around dating around hookup culture etc I had a great conversation with my grandfather over the holidays and he was saying to me because um and I just kind of wish I heard this advice when I was in a bad place in my relationship over the summer he was saying like know the signs um because I guess for example 
like my ex and I, we uh, went to a, like a baseball game over the summer and we also took a trip to Disney World and he kind of made it seem like he was so excited for both of these things that I got him, by the way, and like a bunch of other things we did over the summer. These are just the two kind of like topmost examples that I can think of right now. And we get there and he like looks miserable. He gets mad. It's at, he, he's getting mad at the smallest things. Um, like I got him tickets to see his favorite uh, baseball team play and like I made a joke to him or something during the national anthem and I think someone like turned around to look to see who was talking and he was like Sarah like stopping you know just we would like make the smallest things the biggest deal ever um I also got him for like his birthday or something courtside tickets to a Sixers game um they were absolutely like not cheap not to toot my own horn it was a great gift because it was his birthday and I care about him and I was happy to do it and then we get there and I'm like holding a glass of wine because wine's my drink of choice and it happened to be red wine and he like bumps into me like he bumps into me causing my wine to spill a drop on his sleeve and it's a white hoodie gives me the silent treatment it's extremely like emotionally manipulative and it's I think the thing that all these things have in common is like they are warning signs that Every time they happened, it made me feel extremely, like, hopeless in terms of, like, what I deserve long-term. Um, I wish I heard that advice way earlier because, to me, that makes so much sense. I think, like, the way the respect is exchanged, that is, like, a sign of whether or not you guys should be together long-term. So that's my advice for you in the new year, kind of going along with what you said. Especially if you're in a relationship where you're unsure about how you're being treated, just being able to pinpoint those situations and knowing whether or not you really want to deal with that long-term is really important. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave. And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. 
Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sarah is a testament to this with my ex. Like, mm. once we broke up, and we actually talked about half breakups on TikTok this week, me and Sarah did. <laughs> Not, like, to our channels, but to each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that we would break up. So we were together for, like, four-ish years. We would, like, break up and then not stop talking. We would continue to do everything you would do in a relationship and then have a big fight about it and then start dating again. And this was, like, four years of doing that. And um, it took me realizing and just really sitting down with myself and being, like, I'm with someone right now who's emotionally and verbally abusive. Like, would I want to be with that person for the rest of my life and have to deal with that and have it, like, get worse, like you said? And it took me having that conversation with myself to finally cut things off, like, for sure. And I could not have made a better decision in my life. Like, of all things I did this year, that's the thing I'm most proud of, besides going to law school. But, um, and I think, like, moving forward with relationships now, because it's like, I was single since we broke up. I don't even know when we broke up, because we broke up, like, 50 times. Uh, June, (laughs) July, June, March. I don't know. So, I was single. I've been single for, what, six months? I don't know. And I took that time to intentionally be single so that when I was ready to move on or to be with someone else, I knew that I was healed. And I thought that I'd gotten to that place now, or I do think I'm at that place now. Me in the past had this obsession with having the last word, like trying to convince people of my worth, trying to convince people to like me, trying to convince them to want me, or like always having to say something but i'm now realizing the power of just silence or saying okay or you know stepping back because i feel like if you have to convince someone to want to be with you then what's the point you know so i think that's my also another resolution going forward no more notes app paragraphs no more consults people of like oh my gosh should i text should i not text i'm just not going to you know um because like people are have been debating like whether or not if he wanted to he would is a real thing I think it is, and so I feel like if someone does want to be with you, they're, they're going to make that effort, and if they don't, that's your answer. I think maybe I am just a very proactive person, for sure, but also I know that if I wanted to, I would, because I have, and I did. Cindy and I talk about this all the time outside of the podcast and in the concept of settling. It's not all about like the shallow things, like who's hotter, who's the extrovert, who you know has the better personality, who whatever. It's hard because when you're in it, it's really hard to recognize, as Cindy and I both know. But listen to the people around you who, like, love you and support you. If enough people are telling you that you're settling, you are. On every occasion. Not <laughs> every literal occasion. Not a single person occasion. in my life liked him. Like, not, not a single person in my life liked him. And I think that that's a big sign. Yeah, I'll just say, like, going forward, especially in terms of relationships, I would say that my resolutions aren't relationship focused they're self-focused mm-hmm. but i know they'll have like a domino effect on relationships on friendships on pretty much everything so yeah. that's what i'm most looking forward to you know what's been weird on my tiktok for you page i don't know how if this has been coming up maybe it's sense that i'm single um on my or kind of single i guess at this point on my tiktok page uh i've seen a lot of videos like how to get a man be independent 
men love independent women. And I just really, really hate that narrative because it's like, you should be independent because you love yourself and you want to be independent. You shouldn't be independent to get guys. Do you know what I mean? Or like to find a partner because I guess these TikToks are more like women focused, but still this goes for anyone. Like don't act a certain way just to try to like be in a relationship, which is Cindy and I's whole point here, you know? Like, I mean, learning to love yourself is a really, really hard thing to do. It's not going to happen overnight and you do have to be proactive about it. And we have tons of episodes out on just like advice on Cindy and I's self-love journey. But anything that you do, you have to do for you. Don't do it for social media. Don't do it for, like, social standards. And definitely don't do it to be in a relationship. You know, you have to seriously learn how to love yourself um, singly and individually. And then you can proceed, you know. Because whoever comes into your life in that romantic way should be there to compliment your life, not to be your life. And I hate that those, like, same genre of TikToks, I hate when they're, like, six ways to secure a man. And it's like, number one, like, start doing your makeup differently and start wearing less makeup. Number two, go to the gym. Number three, um, absolutely not. Because I can't put this into words enough. Why are we doing all of this for men who are just going to disrespect us in the first place? <laughs> to look that character from flushed away. And three, <laughs> would do absolutely nothing in return. Like, I see, like, my guy friends or, like, even my friends guys do absolutely nothing for them and my girlfriends will bend over backwards backhand spring tuck full layout (laughs) to standing position for what for a text back absolutely not um and i'm tired of it and i keep telling my friends i'm like why are you guys doing all this and getting so upset over a text back when this man doesn't care to text in the first place i'm telling you because like i i i did the same thing i was like I wanted to reach out to the person who I wanted to see and because I was like I'll just take initiative that's just how I've always been and I was like you know what I'm gonna take the opposite approach I'm gonna do nothing and see if they step up and they haven't and that's all the answers I need to know you know so I feel like if we can just like stop this whole little thing of thinking that we have to like change ourselves or put in a very intense labor to get the bare minimum back maybe things would change yeah if there's anything you want to improve on do it for like your physical or mental or spiritual health or your own happiness don't do it because you think it's gonna impress because think about it like like literally exactly what Cindy just said think about where that's gonna lead you know like if you do all this to change for some guy or for a relationship or a romantic partner and they end up disappointing you in like a major or minor way how's that gonna feel for you it's like well I changed who I was for you you know and like now this is what I get in return it feels like shit and it happens in like obvious and less obvious ways. So I think just like my grandpa said, keep an eye out for those signs because sometimes they don't always come like as obvious as you hear in like the news or on like social media. Sometimes it's like the little things, but just learning to recognize when someone's playing with you is so important. And it's like the biggest life skill when it comes to being in a romantic part, just for your own peace, you know? And also like, why would you want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you for you? Like if you have to change to be with someone, that's not sustainable. And I feel like, just really, really think about it. What would this man do? What changes would this man make if to be in my life? Absolutely none. Like, these, 
these men and i can't put it into words do not even do the bare minimum Mm -hmm. they barely shower so why are we (laughs) literally changing our entire personalities and playing all these cat and mouse games trying to cure a man that's one thing i also hate i hate games i hate games so much just say what you want to say and move on yeah like the texting games like like, oh my god we have to wait three hours yes and like oh my god like wait three days to call him or like Oh, like post on your story so he, like he does not care yeah he's gonna swipe that story like it's any other person or like even even these like the wait three dates to have sex like if you want to have sex sooner or longer than that you know like everything is up to you it is your choice don't do something just because some tiktok like, do what up. you want to do yeah because i can't explain to you how much i don't like games your peace is not protected if you play games because it's for someone else's benefit you know from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, welcome back from the break. I just had the funniest realization. I had this song in my head that kind of sounded a little bit like Price Tag by Jesse J, but it wasn't. And then I realized it was the sound 
it was prize tag by Jessie J, but it was the way she sang it on Instagram Live over COVID. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like that meme. Like that one. It's <laughs> like, bah, 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 bah. yeah. See, I love her. She's does too much. <laughs> Sarah will be laughing at herself. That'd be the most random thing possible. I can't breathe because I was I'm thinking. So, that was so random. Sorry about the siren, you guys. I was thinking the entire time. What is this song? Because it sounds like price tag, but I know it's not. <laughs> it is. It's just I just want to know what happened to her. Like, her voice was so good. What yeah, happened? Bang Bang, cultural icon moment. Like, literally one of the best songs ever. High school me was freaking out about that song. And then, like, she comes out with something like this, and I don't even know. No, because she could sing. She could really sing. She, she really sing. can. Oh, my gosh. I was at Strokos. Um, if you live near Columbia University. Also, it was really cute. Sorry, that was almost like ADHD training of thought. I was at Starbucks and the cutest person came up to me and they're like, listen to the podcast. And mind you, like I was on my way to study. So I looked crazy and I was mad because I was been at Starbucks for 30 minutes. The one next to Columbia for 30 minutes waiting for my drink. I got a cold brew. Girl, that take two seconds to me. <laughs> and I was getting angry. And they were like, are you Sydney? And I was like, am I in trouble? And they're like, I listened to the podcast. I was like, oh, that's so cute. So a cute little conversation. That was really cute. It was so funny because he was like, I actually found you guys last year because I looked up what to do if you get ghosted and y'all came up. <laughs> and then he was saying like, I heard you went to Columbia for law school. Like I was hoping we run into each other at some point. Like I'm so excited. And I was like, this is so cute. Um, okay. So we were talking about Columbia. Okay. So if you go to Columbia or live on the Upper West Side, my literal favorite place for lunch is Stroko's across from the law school. I go there every day. They know me by name. But anyway, I was in Stroko's and I was wearing my cute little study outfit because I knew I may run into the man I like while studying. So I dressed cute or whatever. So I was waiting for my food and this little old black lady came up to me and she was like, I feel like in another life I was your grandmother. And I was like, okay, period. And we started talking and she was like, girl, why don't you have your titas out? It's cold outside. And I was like, you know, I'm trying to catch a husband. And she was like, girl, I get you. I used to wear my little see-through blouses in the 60s. I was like, period. In and the 60s? She, in the 60s. No, she was so old. Her name was Sheila. And then she was like, um, I love your voice. I feel like you can like sing another life. Like, Etta James, like, deep vocal sing. I was like, she goes, she goes, call me Nana. I was like, Nana, I can't explain to you how much I cannot sing. She's like, no, you can't. You just gotta get it out of you. You gotta get the soul out of you. I was like, period. Maybe I can sing. Nana. She, said, she was so cute. And so then she literally held up the line for like 20 minutes because she wanted to pray for me. So she literally like laid her hands on me and prayed for me for like 10 minutes in the middle of the line. And like after lunch, I was like, can you please hurry up? It was really cute because it, Sheila and her other friend, they're like in their like 70s or 80s. She said they meet there every Sunday afternoon for lunch for the last like 10 years. I was like, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. But I just thought about that because Sarah told me in another life I can be a pop singer. And I was like, I feel that too. No, because I was voted most likely to be famous in elementary school. And so that it was so really weird. I like, I also did a poll as to what I would be. Some people gave more Oprah vibes. Some gave more like acting vibes. And I was like, hmm, my path is more so marrying Chris Evans. Oh my God. It was so, it was so funny. Um, I was talking to this guy about hall passes. And I was like, I don't believe in hall passes. And they were like, not even Chris Evans. And I was like, not. They're listening to the podcast. But I love that everyone knows Chris Evans is mine. I think that's good. I've seen his girlfriends realize that now. Um, <laughs> that's a great boundary to have, I think, with you and every woman in America, you know? Yeah. 
No, because like, I don't know, like I see him on the screen and I'm like, we would just get along so well. Like if we were the only people left on earth, I could back him so easily. Like I would have this man giggling. I just, I tell you, like if he just needs to meet you. Like if he met you at a bar, yeah. he would fall in love in like two seconds. Like I would like dogs for him. I hate dogs. So now I saw him playing with puppies and I was like, ew, why was that kind of cute? <laughs> I was literally having a dog. <laughs> I'm also dead because I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be watching my four-year-old brother right now. But I instead I went to the office to record and left him in the kitchen. I just hear like blood curdling screams. Um, I don't know what he's doing. And <laughs> I'm excited to find out in the next 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, so right now, obviously, our situations are a little bit different. Right now, I'm in New York City and Sunny's in L.A. Um, how was your holiday break? It's been pretty good. Well, it's like I don't really have a break because it's recruiting season for law school. So like all I've been doing is filling out applications, which I'm excited about. And my little brother is four. I used to see him like twice a year. So I'm spending time with him. It's just so weird because um, I used to be the baby sibling when I'm 23. Um, am I 23? I'm 22. I don't <laughs> even know my own age. No, I'm 20. Am I 22? You're 22, yeah. Sydney. You're 22? I'm 22. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know so why funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, and he's four. So like playing with him and my older sibling is 26. And the other one is, I don't know, 35. So it's interesting to have, like, such a younger sibling. Like, we went to Sky Zone yesterday, which is, like, a bouncy house place. And I was like, girl, get me out of here. It smells like children. does smell like children. It smells like poopy diaper in there. That place is live birth control. I was like, ooh, absolutely not. Thank you. Um, I love kids, though. But there's just too many bad kids in one area. Um, but he's in his rambunctious phase. So he just keeps trying to fight me. What did he say to you the other day that was so funny? It was something about demons. Oh, yeah. He's like, you just got to accept your demons. I was like, what? <laughs> he just says the most bizarre thing. Yesterday, he was like, why do you have a big butt? I said, period. <laughs> I don't know why. That, wait, didn't you try to like, uh, did you like swipe a card through your butt cheeks oh, at yeah. one point? Oh, yeah. he was like two, he did that. He's like, it's like a cash register. I was like, thank you. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> um, I love your brother, and I love telling people the story of when he was um, three and he beat me in ping pong, like seriously beat me in ping pong. Um, like I wasn't even trying to lose he literally beat me I was telling that story to my grandparents but instead of saying three I said two so if you one thing to know about me is that when I tell stories I exaggerate I exaggerate more than half of the story probably Uh, I think that's a very fair assumption the way I know whether or not I like you is if you go along with my stories so that's one thing that Cindy's really good at is like I'll be lying straight up lying in front of the whole group of people to make a story sound more interesting not really to my benefit just to make it sound more interesting and Cindy will agree she'll be like "Mm mm-hmm like, I'll be like, and then I broke my leg. I just never broke my leg in my life. And then you'll be like, yeah, she did. I was there. <laughs> it's awesome. I do it for the plot. I do it for the plot. So I told uh, my grandparents that Cole beat me in ping pong when he was like two. And he was three. But I said he was two because that it made the story more interesting. And my mom was like, no, Sarah, he was three. And I was like, no, he was two. I'm pretty sure. Whatever. I know he was three. But it's mm-hmm. my story be quiet and my mom I've never gone more mad at my mom in my life she was like Sarah no he just turned three like she knew I was like mom shut up I'm no I literally do it for the plot my favorite is like when Sarah stayed at my house we were like uh Cole tell Sarah good night when he was going to bed and she was like he was like Sarah you're so handsome I was like what <laughs> he said good night handsome Sarah I was like okay <laughs> I have never heard him say that before. I was like, all right. 
thing. I was just thinking, like, has Cole ever referred to me as a she before? Like, does he think I'm, I'm so a man? Dead. <laughs> it made me question my life. I feel like he doesn't understand compliments, but it's okay. I, yeah, I think he, because he was so little. Oh, my God. He got so big. Um, he just took his first uh, skating lesson, I think, for, like, hockey or something. And his mom posted on his story, and I, I follow his mom, obviously, because I'm obsessed with her. And she posted, like, a montage. Like, she took every single video of him falling and put it together in a montage. And it was like, my son has so much resilience. And it <laughs> no, he was literally, like, launching himself onto the ground. I was like, I need to leave. This is too funny. It, literally, I was like, is he? He was on the ground more than he was walking. It was cute because Savay was like, I wish Sarah came. I was like, I know. Oh my God, she's the best. It's actually going to be my first time ever going out for New Year's. Isn't that kind of crazy? What are you I've doing? I've never done anything for New Year's. Um, we're going to a club. Blech. So we'll see. And like, I've never gone to a New Year's party. I usually always cry on New Year's. Like last year I was crying because my ex ditched me um, to go hang out with people. And <laughs> the year before... I was COVID. Year before that was COVID, and then I, I don't know. I've never done anything. Yeah, that's wild. I hate the idea of like kissing someone at midnight. I don't know you. I, I mean, love I'm still gonna that. do it, but oh, I think it's so romantic. It's romantic if you know the person, but who knows? Maybe I'll see Chris Evans. I'm in LA. Ooh, my next man better become right. Come right, cause I'm not dealing with all the BS. My holidays were Chris Evans free. Unfortunately, I was in Clearwater. Um, which nothing happens in Clearwater is what I've learned. So first of all, I've learned that my grandparents, and I love them, and thank God I'm just so lucky that they're both, like, around 80. Um, My grandma just turned 80 and my grandpa's about to. And I'm so blessed that I have grandparents who are able to be very active and still, you know, just, they're, they're like the pinnacles of health right now, knock on wood. However, they are homebodies, and they've always been like that their whole lives, so I wouldn't really attribute that to their old age, but they're very similar to my mom in that respect. So to me, I was there for a week, and and it was so cold, so I couldn't go to the beach, I couldn't go to the pool, I couldn't go to the aquarium. I had all these plans. We didn't do any of them, and I'm so pissed. Um, so for New Year's, I'm balling out, so New Year, the day we're recording this is Friday. Um, this is going to come out on Saturday the 31st, so tonight is New Year's Eve. And I am going to a friend's rooftop party. So it's like the guy I'm seeing's friend. And then we're going to go to a club. Let me tell you all what I'm wearing because this is like a saga. I got a sparkly silver pantsuit, which is very on brand for me, from Princess Polly. And I ordered a size two in the, um, like the, the blazer and the pants, which was mistake number one because I didn't know that Princess Polly sizes down. So I got the pants in the mail and they couldn't fit Harley. They're so, oh. Harley's our dog. They're so tiny, I couldn't fit them over my arm. Yeah, no, when I order Princess Polly or Zara or House of CB or actually any store, the amount <laughs> of body dysmorphia, I was like, I don't know. I don't even know. Because yeah. I will try on like six sizes and none of them fit. And I'm like, okay, well. Also, justice for dressing rooms. Get good lighting in dressing rooms, please. You're killing us all. Um, but no, so anyway, long story short, I got the pants. They didn't fit. I was really excited about this outfit. And it was really expensive. So I was pissed. So I <clears throat> immediately, I went to Dillard's, which is so funny and such a Southern thing. And I, I got the, yeah, <laughs> I got your brother. and I got, it's a sparkly top with, it's completely backless and I have it, but I won't show you because it'll make too much noise. And I got this purse. Cindy, look, I'm showing Cindy, but I'll describe it to you guys. It's the Amazon kind of like viral from TikTok sparkly purse. That's really sexy. 
her. I love it. It's you just call up her too. sexy. Sarah sends me. My favorite color is sparkles, and it's sparkly. No, like it's kind of crazy. Sarah and I are like the antithesis of each other. <laughs> yeah. In every in every same. aspect. Um, are you? Do you think you're gonna kiss anyone on New Year's? Um, I was thinking about that because I was like, should I? Yeah, you just have to keep me posted. Um, I feel like Cindy and I are those people. Whenever we plan stuff, the opposite happens. So just let me know. <laughs> what you end up doing. I shall. I shall. Like nothing ever with us. Nothing ever goes according to plan. Like we say we're gonna do one thing and it's really reasonable and like realistic, and then the crazy thing happens, and then we like texting each other. Like you'll never guess what I just did. I chipped my tooth, or like. I made out with Chris Evans behind the bar or yeah whatever. hopefully hopefully <laughs> I need to get an outfit today if one of you if one of you listeners happens to know Mr. Christopher um feel free to connect us I just I don't know I could make that man so happy I just know I could you know all right you guys I think that's about the time we have for today um again I don't think we ever introduced ourselves this episode which we have to start doing I'm Sarah I'm Sydney oh we're doing it at the end I'm so dead yeah and this is crying in public if you forgot or listened to the whole episode and didn't know what the fuck you were listening to um you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok and socials in general at crying in public podcast and you can listen to us on Spotify Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts thank you so much for listening and happy new year we can't wait to spend 2023 with you we love you bye oh that was so cute I know. (laughs) I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.